Leonardo da Vinci, the artist, inventor, and scientist, carried a journal with him wherever he went. He was intensely curious about everyone and everything around him. And he valued using all of his senses to observe and learn. And the pages in his journal contain some sketches and writings related to some of his most imaginative inventions. And did you know that 7,000 pages, about 7,000 pages of his journal have survived and they're still around today? And did you know that Bill Gates purchased 18 of these pages for about $30 million decades ago? And one, Bill Gates has expressed that one reason why he purchased these journal pages was so that he could share in da Vinci's wonder and curiosity for the world. We're in a learning uh, sermon series right now which is called Living Love. And we've been exploring wonder and compassion and other values and how these relate to loving God. We've been looking at a passage of scripture which is known as the greatest commandment. And here we hear Jesus uh, encouraging us and calling us to love God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and also to love our neighbors as ourselves. And today in this message, we're going to explore curiosity and what it means to love God with our minds. And so I'm going to read from Mark chapter 12 in scripture, in the New Testament part of the scripture. And one of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And so here in this portion of scripture, we see that the teacher is asking Jesus, the religious teacher is asking Jesus about what is the most important commandment. This religious teacher knew that there were more than 600 commandments from God to his people in the Old Testament part of the Bible. And so here Jesus is explaining which one is the most important and what is essential as we follow him. If you were here last week, you would have heard Pastor Ashling preach about how, what it means to love God with our soul. She was talking about wonder and wonder directed towards God and his creation. And it's this wonder directed towards God and his creation that can kindle and foster curiosity in our lives as we also seek to love God with our minds. In this message today, we'll explore three movements. First, we'll look at curiosity towards creation. Second, we'll look at curiosity in knowing God. And thirdly, we'll look at how these curiosities affect our everyday lives. The human mind has amazing potential and an incredible capacity to learn and create and imagine. And yet, this is not always the way that we live our lives. You know, children often start their lives with boundless curiosity, but sometimes in our journeys through life, this, our curiosity can diminish. And if we find ourselves in a place of diminishing imagination, 
and diminishing curiosity, there can be a languishing. But if we seek to love God with our minds, this is a pathway that leads to flourishing and a pathway that is life-giving as well. In the year 2000, uh, Dr. Eleanor McGuire, she's an Irish neuroscientist, she conducted a study together with her team at the University College London. And Dr. McGuire and her team were studying taxi drivers in London. Now, I would think that being a taxi driver in London would be something that is challenging, especially considering all the complex traffic patterns there. As it turns out, taxi drivers in London undergo extensive training, learning to navigate thousands of des destinations in that city. And Dr. McGuire and her team studied the brains of taxi drivers using structural MRIs, and then they compared that to the brains of other people who don't drive taxis. And what they found was very amazing. Dr. McGuire and her team found that the posterior hippocampi of taxi drivers was actually significantly larger as compared to other people. Now the posterior hippocampus is something that's located in the middle of our brain, kind of a little lower than center. And scientists believe that this is where we store a spatial representation of our environment. And so taxi drivers would be using this part of their brain more often, and as a result, it became larger. Dr. McGuire and her team also found out that the longer a person drove taxi, the larger that part of that person's brain would become. And so one conclusion of this study, and other studies as well, is that the healthy adult brain can grow and change in response to environmental demands. And so this is encouraging and hopeful. As we journey through life, our brains can grow and change. And in our lives, we can continue to learn. There's someone in our community who I see is involved with a lifelong journey of curiosity and learning. And he's given me permission to share a part of his story. And he's here tonight. Some of you may know Vernon. Um, he is 72 years old. Earlier in his life, he studied chemistry at university, and he worked in that field for many years. And over the past 14 months, Vernon has taken three courses at Regent College on the UBC campus. And so, for example, this past July, he took a course on contemplative listening as it relates to spiritual friendship and spiritual direction. And the years that I've known Vernon, he continues to be curious, and he continues to learn, and I see him joyfully sharing his learning and wisdom with others here in our community and elsewhere as well. Curiosity is an important value. Albert Einstein described it this way. He said, the important thing is not to, is not to stop questioning. Curiosity has its own reason for existence. I know that some of you here work as engineers, some teachers, chefs, writers, homemakers, nurses, doctors, and more. And whatever field you find yourself working in, or whatever field you find yourself interested in learning about, I, I encourage you to continue learning more and more. 
When you do this in the context of benefiting other people and also in the context of loving God, this is a way that we can show love to God and it's honoring to him. Another person who loves God with her mind is someone by the name of Jing Kong. And she is a professor at MIT in the area of electrical engineering and computer science. And in an interview about three years ago, this is what she said. She said, my research is only a platform for me to do God's work. His creation, the way he made this world is very interesting. She said, it's amazing, really. And so Jing Kong believes that as she's doing her scientific research, this is one way that she can love God with her minds and that this is God's work. And so I realized, you know, there may not be very many of us here who are doing scientific research in the area of electrical engineering, although some of you might be. But whatever field you find yourself in, working in and are interested in learning about, whenever you do this as a way to benefit people, as a way to love God, this is God's work. This is stewardship. And this is one way that we can love God with our minds. So we can love God with our minds, with a curiosity towards his creation. And we can also love God with our minds in curiosity towards knowing him. My husband and I had an amazing experience of curiosity and wonder a number of years ago while we were backpacking in Australia and New Zealand, Malaysia and some other places for about a year. And we spent most of our time on that trip uh, in Australia. I grew up in Saskatoon, which is a beautiful place, but I found Australia to be so different as compared to Saskatchewan. I enjoyed some of the beaches in Australia and some rainforests there. I enjoyed the unique beauty of the Nullarbor Plain, which is in the southern part of Australia. It's flat and treeless and arid, but still beautiful. I enjoyed seeing crocodiles from a distance near Darwin in the wetlands there. And I was mesmerized by the amazing beauty and diversity of life while I was scuba, di scuba diving in the Great Barrier Reef. I found that as I was seeing beauty in God's creation, and as I was learning more about it, I was also getting to know God more. And I was also starting to realize more just about the immensity of his power and the immensity of his creativity. And we don't have to go far, right, to see beauty in God's creation. Most of us, or many of us here, live in the Vancouver area, and if we do, aren't we so blessed? If you do, aren't we so blessed that we live near mountains and forests and lakes and rivers and the ocean? And each time that we see beauty in God's creation and learn more about it, as this helps us to also get to know God better, this is a way that we can love God with our minds. Another way that we can love God with our minds and, and our desire and effort to get to know him better is by looking to scripture. When I was growing up, my parents took me to church almost every Sunday, and I'm very grateful for that community of Christ followers. I feel thankful for the Sunday school teachers and the pastor there who helped me learn about a basic understanding of scripture. 
And but what I found out, what I found, sorry, what I found out is when I was uh, in high school, though, I did start to rebel a little bit, and I was questioning my faith for a while, and even wondering if God existed for for a season. Now, my husband had a different journey while he was growing up. My husband's parents didn't take him to church on Sundays. And so while we were away in Australia and those other places backpacking for a year, I invited my husband to read through the Bible with me. And he agreed. And so this is what we did. We started in Genesis at the beginning of the Bible, and we read through all of it in that year while we were away. And so while we were exploring different parts of the world, we were also exploring different worldviews and different perspectives. And while we were reading scripture together that year, my husband came to faith in Christ. And I was renewed and restored in my faith with Christ as well. Reading scripture is a lot more than just acquiring a knowledge about God. It's a way that we can get to know him. God can reveal himself to people through scripture, and he can speak to us that way. Scripture is really powerful. In 2 Timothy 3, it says the following. All scripture is inspired by God and useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. And spiritually speaking, the words in the Bible are also alive and active, like it says in Hebrews 4. The Spirit of God works through the words of Scripture to reveal himself to people, that people can discover Christ. The Spirit of God works through the words of Scripture to speak to us, and he also helps us to grow in our relationship with God that way as well. And I have found lasting joy and strength and peace and encouragement in reading the Bible time and time again. Normally, I don't read a book more than once. It's very rare. But the Bible is different because it's inspired by God, because it's alive and the Spirit can work through Scripture, helping us to grow closer to God. Sometimes when I'm reading scripture, I might come to a part that seems hard to understand. And if you've read scripture before, maybe you've had that experience. But there are approaches that we can take, and there are strategies that we can use to understand the Bible a little bit more. David Sason is our executive pastor here at 10th. And this past July, he's been inviting people on staff to consider reading the scripture together this coming ministry year, starting in September. And one thing that we're considering using is something that is called the Read Scripture app. Not sure if you heard of this. The Read Scripture app is prepared by the Bible Project. It includes a really short video at the beginning, and the video is meant to help people understand the Bible. It explains the context of the book that you might be reading that day. It also sometimes offers tips to understanding the various genres in Scripture. So, for example, if we're reading poetry in Scripture, we might interpret that differently as compared to the way we would interpret one of Paul's letters that he wrote in the first century to people in the church. 
And another app that we're considering using, well, I should say, after the, after the video, there's also some suggested readings with the Read Scripture app. And you can also set your own pace for it. So if you wanted to read through the Bible in a whole year, you can set it up that way. Or if you prefer to read Scripture a little more slowly in the season and maybe meditate on it and savor on smaller portions of it, you can set the app up that way as well. Another thing that we're considering doing together as a staff uh, this coming fall is by reading and praying through something called the Daily Office. The Daily Office is something, it's a book you can get, you can find it online, or you can download an app as well. And the Daily Office includes prayers and scripture readings for each day of the year. Something interesting about the Daily Office is, some, it, is that it's enjoyed by people around the world. And this rhythm of a daily office has also been practiced by Christians for centuries. And so I'm not sure which one we're going to use yet, but I'm looking forward in September to praying through scripture with some of my team here at 10th. So if you feel inclined to read scripture for the first time, or, or yet again, this is a way that you can love God with your minds and get to know him better. And as we get to know him better, we can encounter him. We can experience his presence in our lives, and this can be transformative and life-changing. Another way to love God with your minds would be to take a theology or Bible course at Regent or another place like Vernon has, or by listening to sermons or podcasts online. And even when we gather here on Sundays as we look to scripture, we are also loving God with our minds as we learn more about him. Brother Lawrence served in a Roman Catholic monastery in the 1600s in Paris. And people traveled far distances to visit him, to talk to him, and to learn from him. And he wrote a book as well. This is something he wrote. He said, let us give our thoughts completely to knowing God. The more one knows him, the more one wants to know him. And Brother Lawrence goes on to say that as our knowledge of God grows deeper, so our love for him will become greater. And I find this true in my own life. As I get to know God more, I fall in love with him more deeply. We can love God with our minds with a curiosity towards creation. We can love God with our minds by getting to know him more through scripture. And these holy curiosities can have a profound impact on our everyday lives. One of my boys and his wife live in the United States, and this past July they came to stay with my husband and I for about three weeks for a visit. And while they were here, they went on a couple hikes. My son tells me that when he goes on a hike, he always takes a compass with him. He says that at the very least, the compass can help him start going in the right direction. It can help him find the right paths to take. And this is a photo of my son and his wife near the top of Golden Ears. This is a spectacular view, isn't it? It's amazing. And so this compass helped him to get going in the right direction. It helped him find the right paths to take. And scripture can be like that for us in our everyday lives. Scripture can help us get going in the right direction. It can help us find the right paths to take, pathways that are honoring to God, and pathways that also lead to our own joy and flourishing. 
God wants to lead us in pathways that lead to life. I want to read part of John 10 for you, where Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. In the message version of the Bible, it's described this way, where Jesus said, I came that they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they've ever dreamed of. And as we walk in the ways of God's love, and as we walk according to the greatest commandment, we can experience more of this abundant life that Jesus intends for us. The real and eternal life. The more and the better life. Is the Spirit of God trying to spark a holy curiosity in your life today? Is the Spirit of God calling you to learn more about God's creation? Or is he calling you to get to know God more deeply in another way? Could he be inviting you to look at the Read Scripture app and to pray and to read those passages of the Bible on your own or with your friends or with family? Let's foster curiosity in our lives and let's love God with our minds. Please join me in prayer. Living God, we love you and we praise you. We thank you so much for the beauty of your creation. Help us, Lord, to learn more about your creation and to get to know you more deeply in this way. We also want to thank you for scripture, Lord God, and how we can get to know you and encounter you more deeply through your words there. And that as we know you and as we experience your presence, we pray, God, that you'd continue to transform us and change our lives. We pray, God, that you'd help each one of us here to love you with our minds. And we pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.